Hello, everybody. This is episode two of AI Don't Understand podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing the topic of digital art. With me today, I have the wonderful Gamma. Hello. The awesome Makari. Hello. And the wonderfully perfect Puri. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so. Uh, each of my wonderful guests today are going to be able to help this AI fluffo understand the human topic of digital art. So, first things first, I would like to ask you guys, what is digital art? Uh, <laughs> well, it is the opposite of traditional art. <laughs> digital art is the form of making art using digital means such as computer and tablet, or, well, anything revolving around computer-based artwork, artwork, basically. At least, that's what I like to tell myself when I'm drawing and getting very upset at my artwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just essentially whatever you make, uh... I suppose, uh, whatever art, because, like, I mean, even music could be digital art if it's all made, like, digitally, theoretically. So, I guess it's pretty much whatever, uh, the medium is just digital, right? Whatever art you make, mm -hmm, so absolutely. long as the medium is just digital. Uh, like 3D yeah, art or 2D art or, uh, obvious, I don't know if music counts, but I feel like it should, though. In some respects, I suppose it does, doesn't it? Like, because yeah. it is, te I, I suppose it depends, it, it, like whereas traditional is much more of an analog type of artwork, digital is much more of a uh, kind of like online kind of digitalized. I, I suppose we're talking about digitalized artwork mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like. Um, I, I guess I should probably specify a bit more, lest I uh, lose more potential uh, topics for other podcast episodes. Um, I'm kind of talking more about like digital art in the category of um sketching drawing oh, yeah. commissions <laughs> um so yeah that that's definitely yes. more in the line of uh artwork that's not done in the analog fashion with a pe real life pencil and yeah. pen i suppose anything that's done through computer or mm -hmm. tablet or such like yeah yeah it's like a different medium yeah exactly it's same thing as like Every kind of art is just specific, specifically digital art that's like, I assume, made in some kind of application that supports drawing. Yeah. If we are talking As about... As opposed to... <laughs> oh God, no, it's just going to be stupid. I'm, I, I don't exactly know how to explain it to anyone when I'm asked, but I always say that it's like the same kind of art you would see on paper is just done in an application that uh, supports like, mm. drawing. Yeah. So the process in the brain is the same. It's nothing like uh, so special. It's just the medium. Yeah, absolutely. If you were to ask a uh, traditional truist, they would say that it was Schrodinger's artwork. It's artwork that's there, but not truly there because you can't physically touch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you print it, you can. So well, okay, that's, that's not... Been, okay, yeah. <laughs> I never agree when they, they uh, like try to say that it's not like real art or yeah. something like Every that. Because it's like... Is valid. If people understand what it is and like it's not done by a computer, it's the same process in the brain, then they I already don't say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If they yeah, say that exactly. art is not done by a computer, I personally would have to take that offensively. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially especially in the VTube sphere, especially like holy mm -hmm. crap, the, the VTube sphere is like the pinnacle definition of uh, actualized digital artwork. Now I have a question for you guys. I am going to go one by one now to give you guys an opportunity to answer. Though, if we could keep these kind of like a little, um, a little uh, shorter, um, oh, kind okay. of like, um, like, you know, there are ones where go go for it. You know, like tell like a little bit of a story. Um, obviously, because that's how the questions are set up. Um, but yeah. Um, if it needs to end up going a little more than an hour and go like an hour or 15 minutes, that's okay. I 
the only thing I have to do today is makeup. And then I go to work. And that's not super. That only will take, like, maybe 20 minutes. Anyway, um, starting from the top, uh, Gamma, yeah. what does digital art mean to you, personally? Uh, uh, is it, wait, it's not like a quiz question. I don't have to be deep. Um. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's no right or wrong answers. Yeah. I'm not grading you guys on this. Okay, perfect. Um, cause I'd lose, I'd lose. I'm about as deep as a puddle, but, uh, it essentially means the ability to draw wherever I am and make whatever I want. Like it's limitless. That for me is what it is. E. Nice. Very good answer. Very good answer. Makari, what does digital art mean to you? Digital art means to me convenience and general utility. It means I'm able to modify and do anything I need to without the limitations of physical interaction. Very nice. Perry? Mm, well, I'm not sure I can put it into words, but it's mostly the fact that it's like no art piece has an end if you look at it that way, but digitally you can't really see how many times you went back and like backtracked everything. Because every, you can separate stuff and still at the end you don't see those traces. On paper mm -hmm. you can very get like, after a while it deteriorates and you can't work anymore. If you try to correct too many things and digital art is just, yeah, it's very limitless and it lets you just do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. and that's, it's very convenient. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Now, I have a couple more one-on-one -on -one questions, but then this will basically just eventually devolve into all of us talking and uh, just kind of um, uh, keeping on topic. You know, like, if we end up straying away from the topic, I will have some questions set up that I can ask the realist back in. But, um, yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, Gamma, what got you into digital art? Uh, I think I've always kind of known that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, like, I think, uh, I went to a convention this one time, and I had already liked drawing, and then, like, this one guy was like, hey, tell your mom to get your a drawing tablet, because you really like drawing, and then you can draw all the time and not waste paper or something, and at the time, that was a big deal, because I live in Africa, so it's really, it's not like it was a really well-known thing at the time, so eventually, uh, I got one, I used it, and I was like, this is way better than paper, paper sucks, and that was me. Nice. Yes, I, um, I have noticed that digital art is a very good way for, um, people of Earth to not, uh, go through their trees as quickly as they could, which is a very good thing. Yeah. Makari, what does digital art mean to you? Uh, well, I kind of mentioned it already. It's a bit, but it's kind of that convenience, because, uh, oh, when I got sorry, into... sorry, sorry. Uh, what got you into digital art? Sorry, I read the uh, second question. I need to delete these as I go on. That would probably help. So when I when, when I got into art when I was like super young, and back then I was using pro markers and all that jazz, and I was spending, oh god, I, I like for my, my for my fourteen year old brain, I was spending all my pocket money on just buying these amazing pens. And I love traditional art because there was this whole tactile nature of seeing your sketches and feeling that ergonomic feel of the pens in your hand and seeing the ink spread, spread on the page. But then I realized all of my money was going into these pens and replenishing them and all that stuff, sort of stuff. And someone, someone in my school was using a tablet. And to me, that was witchcraft. The fact this person didn't have to spend all their pocket money on buying new pens every week, it just seemed convenient. And seeing all the extra things they were able to do, I think it was seeing them using the multiply layer for the first time said to me, I need this. I need this in my life. The convenience of not having to decide which pens to use just makes my life would make my life so much more simple. Also, I wanted to seem like a boffin to all my friends, so. <laughs> Fair. All right. Hurry. What got you into doing digital art? Well, um, for me, I was in art school 
and um, I got into like uh, high school, I think, and I got new classmates. And one of the girls uh, did digital art, and um, uh, she showed it to me and like encouraged me to try it. It was very hard to get a drawing tablet in my country back then, in like 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I managed to <laughs> get my hand on like a very old, I don't even know the name of it anymore. And I tried, I tried it out, I guess. And the, the it was so like refreshing, mm-hmm. knowing that I can go back and like do whatever I want because I'm not wasting paper. I was way more like um, brave. I was braver mm-hmm. <laughs> with drawing because I like I like to sketch but I can't really erase mm-hmm. stuff and I waste a lot of paper because I just restart instead of erasing. Yeah. And with digital art, I don't really need to worry about that. And I, it stuck to me really fast. And I'm very glad that it's something that I got to know. Nice. But that's basically a real friend. You uh, literally just reminded me that I actually have a tablet And I don't know why I don't bring that to work and use that instead of a pen and paper. Anyway, I think it's uh, gonna. (laughs) I could, I could, I could, I could maybe answer that. I think, other than, other than the sake of just not thinking about it, I think the idea of drawing traditionally uh, bring has more of a mental effect on us in terms of like how we feel towards the artwork because it's something mm-hmm. we physically have produced on it in, in a physical sense whereas something on ta- on tablet is more I, I'd, I'd say it's more easily forgotten by the mind because it's not something that we can actually carry around with us yeah. and just see all the time if that makes sense yeah absolutely well not to mention the fact that um so the tablet that i have is uh you know those Microsoft tablets um, that um, your your guys's Earthering company, Microsoft, <laughs> uh, they they made it, and they're basically just like you attach the sort of like magnetic sort of like small keyboard, and it's like a kind of like mini computer in a sense, but also a tablet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw those, and I thought to myself, wow. This is a really cool creation. Not only is it like a mobile computer in a sense, but also I am able to draw on this. Um, I have one of those Um, for the longest time. I only just kind of used it for um, uh, reading books and, uh, you know, various other things, watching YouTube while shaving legs, that sort of thing. Um, now, I just remembered I have a stylus and everything. I could just bring that wherever and draw with it. Especially since, you know, I could easily just change it from the drawing to anything else. I don't know why I don't do that. It's really... You definitely could, if the battery holds. Because that's usually (laughs) the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of the dichotomy there, right? Uh, when you go from traditional, so long as you've got a nib to your pen, you can draw mm-hmm. wherever. But the second you go digital, you're at the mercy of whatever di- where, where, whatever digital is brought to us, whether it be battery life, Wi-Fi, whatever else. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, it's the the thing is um, the phone that I have. Uh, it's um, it uses the same charger, and I always carry a charger around for that. And I also have like a one of those like was it like a mobile uh, power bank thing. Um. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Last couple questions before we just freeform talk. Uh, Gamma. Yeah. Do you do commissions? And if so, what types? Like for instance, bust up, full body, sticker, chibi. You know. Oh. Um. Ah, yeah, I do do commissions. 
Uh, currently, I'm kind of trying to move away from illustrations and more into animation commissions, because that's what I do best. Ooh. So, um, I like I guess I do illustration, emote, uh, some animated ones, but I'm trying to move on to be like the BRB screen person. You know that person? Mm-hmm. The one where you're like, yeah, that person makes BRB screens. Yeah, that's my goal in life. It's a good goal, I know. I'm definitely not making a note of this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Let's go! Uh, I might have a project that I'm going to talk to you about in the future. <clears throat> anyway. Makari, do you do commissions? If yes, what type? Well, I phrase that strangely. I need to <laughs> learn English oh, better. Fun. Anyway, it's fine. Yes. English is difficult. Uh, yeah, I, I do commissions. Um, have having been doing them for so long, I don't really have a set thing that I do. I just kind of if somebody comes to me, they I just do. They just give me what they want, and I say if I can do it or not. And I usually organize this kind of thing through Patreon for the sake of simplicity. So, whenever somebody becomes a patron, they kind of dict. They kind of use that format to tell me what it is they're after, whether it's an animation, whether it's a, uh, I don't know, something, some kind of asset or just a, a straight up illustration. So my, my, my commissions are extremely broad spectrum. At this point, I don't think there's a type of commission I've not done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that is very helpful. You know, uh, very cool, very interesting. I will also keep that in mind. Also making notes. <clears throat> I'm starting to believe this wasn't necessarily an interview as opposed to a job uh, job application. <laughs> We've been upgraded. My my podcast might also potentially work as a means of um, getting people some free recognition and or promotion. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. Hurry. What? Um... <clears throat> words. Do you do commissions? <laughs> if so, what type? Yes, I do commissions. And um, same here with uh, like everything. <laughs> I feel like this is my biggest problem that I want to do everything. And like, I never say no if, if a client comes to me and they are like, uh, could you do this? And right now all like I did everything I think that you can think of except animation because I'm mm -hmm. still trying to figure out how to make it something that's like something that's working for me because I am very slow just on my basic setting and animation is something that takes a lot of time and I'm very very like I can't leave sketchy lines alone and it's not something that will work for me if I don't figure out how to like upgrade my process of working because it's, it's it doesn't work for animation if I try to clean up every little speck of dust it's gonna take me months to finish a little <laughs> tiny little thing <laughs> but uh, so far I have always liked every kind of art form and I I I'm still stuck in like a hole where I'm like walking in circles and I'm, I'm not really liking my art so but this is something that I think many artists can relate to so trying everything is something that I'm hoping will help me but um, since I found VTubing I'm kind of like settling in and like mm -hmm. accepting that maybe leaning more into anime and trying to find one thing that I'm very good at and then the rest is just something that I know how to do if there's need to. Yes. Nice. Well, being very flexible is very beneficial. I've learned. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay. What? Pun intended. You hmm. say that around me. Good lord. What did you expect my reaction to be? <laughs> Fair. All right. So, 
Now, this isn't really a one-on-one -on -one sort of thing like we have been doing. Um, this is just kind of go for it freeform. We've gotten into the questions where we can now just kind of like talk. If you accidentally talk over each other, obviously just like normal, decent human thing, you know, apologize and just like the person that was already talking can say their last couple bits and then the next person can go, that sort of thing. Anyway, <clears throat> fun little topic that I can imagine you guys will enjoy talking about. Uh, worst commission experience. <laughs> uh, I can I, I, I could start if you want. Oh, I mean, and this I'm, is freeform, I'm, but yes, go for it. Uh, it, the ones that make you learn, because it's always the ones that make you learn that make you realize you've been, you needed to uh, have, have sorted out that problem beforehand. Specifically, uh, the ones when it comes to people who take advantage of you. Um, the one that always sticks out in my mind is from when I was super, super new to artwork and I didn't understand the importance of charging up front. So somebody came to me asking for a ref sheet and I, I being the uh, novice artist that I was, decided to sketch the entire thing up ahead of time. And I showed them the sketch. I'd spent a couple of hours making it. And they were like, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'll pay when it's done. So me being, you know, as eager as I was to have a commission, I finished it and I showed them. And then they never paid me. Oh. And I, oh, yeah. Oh no! They, they they blocked me in all social media. They blocked me in all the websites, and that was the day that I learned that you take at least a bit of a deposit oh, up front, no. so that you don't, and you never show the finished thing until you get fully paid. <laughs> yes. Did you manage yeah. to make them take it down or something? No. Oh no! no. I um have been doing my best to. Currently, my two model moms, my rigging mother and my live two D mother, have been working on um doing live two D hand tracking and arm tracking for me and um since it's been taken a bit every so often i have been throwing them uh fifty dollar tips um and by every so often i mean quite frequently because um even though um they're learning a new skill which could allow them to be able to increase their commission price i do feel that since i'm taking up their time it's nice to kind of do that because it will hopefully add up and help them out and also because even though they keep telling me it's not necessary, I do like to show them as much love as I can. It's coming along very well. I'm looking forward to debuting. Woohoo! I have seen anyway, three. So pretty. Emma. Ah, like, uh, my um, worst. Oh, sorry. No, you go first, Puri. No, no, no. You can go first because I have. Sure. I don't have any experience oh. that's like <laughs> that. Somehow I managed to like filter people out that would be like very. Nasty, I, I guess. That's very clever. Yeah, I, I think I think it I think it kind of depends how early you get into artwork. Because yeah. mm -hmm. that experience I mentioned was when I was uh, fifteen. So, you know, oh. it's, it's one of those things. That if, when when you're super, yeah, when you're super young, you make those mistakes, so you learn from them. Like yeah. You, and and, and when, if you get into art when you're older, obviously you've had more life experience. So you know not to. Uh, you, you know you ha you have less likelihood of making those kind mm -hmm. of mistakes. I don't even remember when I started, but it, I was already 20, I guess. So I was in my 20s mm -hmm. already. And like, I'm super anxious about everything. So I, I'm always like checking up on who, like how is doing their stuff and like, what should I learn like from them? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I started with like uh, upfront payments from the start. And then I very, very quickly transitioned into invoices. Very nice. Invoices are very, uh, very helpful. Um, I've been, whenever I do a commission through, like, whenever I talk to someone about doing a commission through, like, Twitter or something, I always make sure that, um, we do an invoice because I feel like it's a very good way to protect both of the people in the, um, commission because, um, even though I'm not even though I'm obviously not ever going to withhold, like, payment or anything. Um, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's proof of payment, so it's obviously yeah. very convenient to have, and you never know. Yeah. Well, if there's ever a situation where they're like, you know, my, my school's gotten very, very busy, and I 
you know, my schoolwork has led to me not being able to spend enough time on this. Like, is there any way that I could, like, give you the money back and we could maybe, like, do this again in the future? Then you have the invoice. You know exactly how much you paid. You know, you're able to just kind of very easily go through the process of doing that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think invoices are basically just a really nice sort of internet receipt. Anyway, Gamma... Worst experience. Uh, uh, I've never not been paid, so that's that's a good thing, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, you're making me feel self-conscious here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Makar. Uh, but it's okay. I have had a problem. So when I do commissions, I'll usually do like a rough sketch and send it to people. Mm-hmm. And my hopes are usually that in the rough sketch stage, because I send people a few sketches, so people will be like, oh this doesn't work or this doesn't work but they go no no it's perfect it's perfect and then I get to line work and it's perfect it's perfect and then I get to color and it's like oh actually I really need you to change the size of the and it's like this is the point where usually there probably shouldn't be any changes yeah (laughs) you should probably if you have issues take them up at the beginning part so that's the only thing I think uh, I've had a few yeah. commissions where I've had to sit there at the end stages and redo a whole lot because the person didn't like uh, specific additions or something, and I was like, oh, okay, let's go back. Uh, so more more so than anything, that's just frustrating, uh, but not yeah. like, terrible. Do you, <laughs> do you have a rules thing uh, in your TOS? TOS? Yeah. No, but I should probably make you those. You should. Yeah. Yeah, you should. So like I have mindset in, in like you have one revision when I'm like still working line art or something but, but once you start coloring you should have a rule that says like no more changes. We can change the colors but not the drawing anymore. And then you have the thing that you can tell your client like hey, it was there. You should have read I asked you like multiple times and then yeah, there's not yeah. really anything else you can do because it will cost you money. It's time. Mm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's something that uh, is kind of like the biggest learning curve for a lot of people is understanding that the people are just shit sometimes. Like it's yeah. not your it's not your responsibility to make up for other people's idiocy. Like sometimes people are just going to do that kind of thing, the, and the, it's not your fault if they're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is. Um, <laughs> Obviously, if, if you've gotten to the point where you're past sketching um, and they ask for revisions, they should be paying you. If they're not paying you, then obviously the answer is no. <laughs> you're expecting oh, me to yeah. take extra time on this and you're not paying for that time. <laughs> the thing is, commissions are a, a business. They're work, you know, mm-hmm. and work is to be paid. You know, usually it's hourly, but commission is a commission fee. Anyway, um, there have been times when I've been super forgetful and busy, and I end up seeing the final piece, and I'm just like, could we maybe make the legs a little shorter? But I always do my best to pay quite a bit extra in order to do so, because you're actively cutting into the person's time that they could use for another commission. Um... But I try my best to, before telling them, yes, everything is okay, to go over and kind of be like, okay, is this okay? And then I might maybe, like, talk to, um, like, one of my friends and be like, hey, how do you think this looks? Because sometimes you might look at it and you might be like, oh, yeah, you know, this is, this is really great. But you might need a second pair of eyes because you might be just incredibly excited to see something being made, but not think about the various different things that other people might point out. Um, yeah. For instance, one of my past models uh, had very, very long legs, and someone pointed that out, and when they pointed that out, it kind of made me like realize, oh yeah, that's like kind of not really the look that I'm Thank you for the looking mother. for. Thank you. Thank um, you for the anyway. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, all right. Uh, 
Do you guys have any favorite sort of anime characters slash OCs that you really draw drawing? Uh, drawing. Sorry. Anything with a trench coat. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I like Bobots. Hell yeah. <gasps> Bobot, yes. I like Wobot so much. Every robot. Mm -hmm. Every robot is good to draw. <laughs> Hell yes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. <laughs> I think you can notice with my art too. I'm jumping from ev like I'm jumping through styles and like trying to find something no, that I you're, like. You're exploring. That's yeah. Okay. Sometimes yeah. it takes a bit for you to kind of be able to be like, oh yeah, this is the style I want to go for. I haven't even figured that out yet, and I've been drawing since first grade. Um, the late. The lazy person's answer to this is the character with tits big enough to cover the entire body, so you don't. Have, all you have to draw is two circles before you're done with the commission. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I don't really um, have, actually. Uh, oh, sorry, you go. I just remembered. I really like the art style of Bleach, the anime. Oh, yeah. oh and yes. That's what really got me into anime. I think, and like, I think that's my comfort place. Mm -hmm with like the styles and that's what I'm trying to touch upon again but some like that kind of style where any character that has like a slightly longer face and a bit mm -hmm. more serious style really like tingles my sensors <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool um I don't necessarily I don't necessarily have a favorite to draw um I do practice drawing myself every so often because the way that I see it is like if I start feeling like my art's getting better and better you know maybe I could start drawing my own sort of like art sometimes uh, <laughs> save a little money and try to maybe get myself to the point where I can maybe start doing commissions but um yesterday I okay so I guess for background information uh recently I've been playing a lot of Valorant um if you guys play that, uh, cool. Uh, let's play together sometime. I need more people to play with. <laughs> uh, and one of my favorite characters from that game is named Neon. Um, basically, she's the resident super speedster. Um, I grew up really liking The Flash. Anyway, uh, I, I started noticing something while drawing her. Uh, something that I didn't really take into account or think about until about halfway through the piece. Um, there are situations where when you're drawing a video game character, you're probably going to have to uh, simplify their drawing a bit. Um, because I've noticed, though the Valorant characters look really cool, and I really like all the detailing stuff, on a lot of various different pieces, unless it's a little more close up, if you don't simplify it, it just looks very busy, and by the end of the uh, piece, when I carried out all the details and stuff, I realized that without the coloring and stuff, it just looked like a lot of lines happening all at once, and it was a little discouraging. I think that's kind of part of artwork, though, is when you're trying to draw something that somebody else has made, It's and especially depending on your style you have, it's about adapting it to make... So, so long as you have the feeling and the general vibe of what it was you're trying to draw in the picture, you are going to have to adapt things to make it work for your style. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, sometimes you have to look at the character that you're drawing and you have to think to yourself while drawing, okay, what are things that stand out a lot and what are things that, if I don't include this in the art piece, won't go noticed? Mm. I mean, I think it comes down to composition. Yeah. If you see the character and the design, you need to position it in a way so everything works together. And like, Absolutely. it takes lots yeah. of practice to manage to put everything into the right spot, otherwise it's gonna be like a jumble, a lot. It's gonna be a bit of a mess. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but then there are parts where like, you have to have it or else the character's not recognizable. Like, um, for instance, when drawing Lyra, 
if you don't draw, um, if you don't draw her ears, she looks way different, and it's really unsettling. <laughs> like, like I feel like that's the same for a lot of VTubers. Like, imagine uh, I mean Makari, yeah. but without horns, or without big boobs. <laughs> hey. Sorry. <laughs> that's called that, that's called my femboy version. <laughs> or Gamma without her frog eyes. Yeah, that'll be that'll be Just weird. Gamma, the rest of her giving off kind of frog vibes, but then she just has normal human eyes. Would be <laughs> a little unsettling. Or a Puri without her cute little weasel ears. I sometimes I, I don't forget know if, I, if this <laughs> I sometimes forget the ears. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I once drew my cheetah character and forgot her spots. That was um, embarrassing. Oh no! <laughs> but I think that's like a, a, an interesting like act of art, though. Is uh, a, a lot of the challenge ends up being when you draw fan work of other people's creations is yeah. recognizing the identifiable parts and um, seeing how well you recognize and are able to incorporate them into your style. Ooh. Yeah. I just realized since we are on this topic, like, I'm still not set on a design that I feel like it's a whole. And mm -hmm. I have been here like for like two years and mm. I know what I want. I just need a design that works for me and I'm still not satisfied. So it that, is a lot of work. That's art and character creation is that yeah. I, don't think, I don't think you should ever be content like yeah. sure be, be yeah. happy with how something looks but never be content always look for some some way of either improving or dynamifying the way your character and, and even your art looks because the second you get content is when you start stagnating yeah, yeah. I, I feel like uh whether it's uh art or whether it's vtubing i feel that becoming content is the biggest enemy because if you become Absolutely. content with what you do then i feel like there's a certain bit of joy that comes from learning something new. Like, for instance, mm -hmm. um, VTubing can be a bit stressful sometimes, because sometimes it's really hard to not look at the Have numbers. Have you seen the Dead by Daylight dating sim that got released yesterday or the day before? I have not. What? Also, no, I'm very confused. That? I did. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry, that's my, that's my uh, stream TTS. I'm going to have to turn it off. My apologies. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. That was just very confusing. Confusing. It was funny. It was confusing, though. Um, but yeah, sorry, no. I didn't realize that. Would, I didn't realize that would come from on the uh, thing. That that. Sorry, that's the problem of having a dual PC setup. It's uh, the channels on my on on my audio are weird. No, that's completely fine. That's completely fine. Honestly, like chat. This isn't. This isn't <laughs> something that's supposed to be like super professional or anything. Literally, that's become part of my whole entire brand. I'm not super professional. <laughs> if there's not some form of um, sketchiness, not sketchiness, that makes me sound skeevy. Um, oh, no. If not, <laughs> yes, you guys, you guys know me. I'm a fox because I like to sneak myself into people's pockets and steal their tater tots. No, um, if there's Actually, no I bit can, of scuff. I can, I can... I, I can turn that. You know, I'm going to turn that question into a, into a relevant thing. They said they were mentioning about the whole Dead by Daylight uh, dating sim. That mm -hmm. in of itself is a prime example That's of style adaptation. Yeah. yeah. So they've just, it's like, you remember how KFC released their really funky yeah. Colonel Sanders dating sim? It's always funny how you get a stylization, a style adaptation to adapt to a more, to a more um, jovial. So you, it's like, it's like the dichotomy of styles. You go from a super serious, mega, like, hardcore style, like Dead by Daylight's grittiness, and you adapt it into something more jovial and comical mm -hmm. with more of a lighthearted trope. And it's art, I think art's expression kind of really, it, sorry, I'm getting abused by my chat now. Um, <laughs> it happens. Uh, what what I'm trying to say is art is very uh, art is very very much what you make of it and the mm -hmm. message it brings across changes based on the style you're trying to put across and when when you're trying to bring that across in as even in VTube characters um, you kind of need that to change as you're going so, so if, when you start if when you start VTubing for example maybe you wanted a character that's more um, serious at, for sake. 
more serious and stuff. And uh, you know what? Fuck it. Just just go go with it. I'm just, I, I, I've been completely thrown off now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Brains do sometimes just stop working. Oh, um, it, it ain't my brain. It's my fucking chat. I have I have to have words with them. Jesus Christ. So there is a the Dead by Daylight dating sim. Is it um just the killers or the survivors too? I don't know just yet. I'm hoping it's just the killers. <laughs> Hold on, I'll link it to you. I think it is just the killers. I never heard it's about it. Hooked on, it's called Hooked on You. It literally came out, I think, yesterday? It, the style is super cute. Like, it's it's so funny because like, it, it is such a gritty kind of style. And then, like, just casually but the dating that, right? you comes see, you out. You see what I mean? Like, like, you, you, you look back at Dead by Dark's original style, super gritty, super gritty. But that, on the other hand, is just cute, adorable, and it just makes you want to smile when oh. you see it. Also, yeah, like at me if you will, but Huntress. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Huntress, right? take me. That's a very different vibe, but right? it's it it works, I guess. Yeah, it does kind of work. It's still cute. <laughs> oh, talking about dating sims. Um, since I am actually able to talk about this now, uh. I am going to be in a dating sim. Ooh. One of my friends has been working on a VTuber dating sim. Um, I don't know if I've shown you guys yet, but um, yes, it's it's going to be very interesting. And um, I'll, I'll have it in stream general. Uh, I've posted it up on Twitter before, so if anyone listening to the podcast is interested, you could probably find it up on there. Um, it's, if I remember correctly, it's called VTuber Vacation. Uh, and if isn't you look in stream general, it'll be there. Cute! Isn't it, isn't it, isn't it funny how, uh, how, how like, that kind of stuff is starting to become quite mainstream now? Like, there's so many games yeah. coming out that are kind of related to VTubing. You got, what, what was it, Hollow, that Hollow Live, like, vampire, vampire Survive game that came out recently? Interesting. But yes, um, okay, get us back on track. I have another question. Uh, it's very easy to get off track, and it's not really something that's, like, too super important, because the, to be fully honest, the subject um, for each episode is basically just an excuse for me to invite friends on. But, because uh, I, I find it very hard to sometimes be able to just talk on my own, so sometimes it's really nice to have people to kind of be here to talk with. Oh um, yeah. Okay, so I, I have one that is very interesting. Um, are you guys schooled? Or are you self-taught? Self-taught. Uh, I went to animation college. That was like that's kind of what oh, I do, do as like a job job. So mm-hmm. I'm not. I can't really be like I'm self-taught. I'm not. I did receive formal training. So yeah. I, it's so weird. Like, I, 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 sorry, I don't mean to jut, no, jut no in. No worries. I, I had, I, I, so I, I don't know what your experience with animation college was, but um, my anime when I when I went to university for animation, I, I didn't get taught anything. Oh we yeah. Just got sat in, like, we got we got sat in a classroom. We got given projects, and we were expected <laughs> to teach ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my uh, yeah. Nickname, that's that's university. Yeah, my nickname for the college yeah. I went to was Google It Academy because yeah, every time I asked a question, <laughs> someone said, "Well, try googling it or look on YouTube," and I was like, "Please, please, just tell me what to do, please." So yeah, maybe I'm self-taught in that respect. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have I have learned lots of stuff in art school, but what I am doing now is self-taught. It's like a digital art never was taught. Oh, anyway, because yeah. it, it was still a new thing. And I don't think there is, a, like, they teach you Photoshop, but, like, that's it. Like, they teach mm-hmm. you photo manipulation skills, but not, like, drawing digitally and, like, what, like, how that works. Yeah. And it's still, like, art schools can do a lot. <laughs> it can do a lot for you in in, like hammering the basics into you but that's it like no matter how much they try to do sometimes it's even like not good yeah because you have to figure it out on your own anyway like yeah to make it yours 
they don't really appreciate it early on if you try to stylize stuff because they are really really like the traditional teachers who like hate anime and all that stuff are like set on the basics and like realism so you learn what like how stuff works in real life how you make stuff from 3d into 2d that's what like like um, real life studies are for teaching your brain to convert something that you see in 3d onto 2d and then uh, once that is done comes the part where you have to teach yourself on like whatever you want to do yeah. and um if uh, the teachers are not good with explaining that to you it can really really like mess with your head and just make you feel like it's not for you and if you like if you don't know that it's not going to be like this like all the time that you will be mm -hmm. allowed to do whatever you want because for me my my school was like or you need to do studies and like uh, realism and stuff and so my portfolio for the university was full of studies and when I got uh. there um, I realized that I should have included all the stuff that I did for myself that was digital and like like anything that my teachers didn't like at my school would have been appreciated at the university because they wanted to see what you can do from your imagination and like all the stuff you teach yourself and you scavenge for yourself like oh i want to do this i like to do that mm. and like how you combine all the stuff is something that they appreciate at the universities because like <laughs> i think universities are only helpful for people who know what they want to do and it's mm, just absolutely. it's just a tool for you to be seen and, and yeah given some help if you want to go abroad and like see meet other people because the university gives you sometimes some universities do that i just didn't have the opportunity Thank but i would have loved to go <laughs> yeah but i think that kind of that kind of speaks to how broad art can be because it's so subjective on what you want to achieve that when you when you go to uh when you go and go to like school or university or whatever that you're learning kind of vicariously what other people have learned and really you kind of need to find what works for you in in that it's why like uh the the university i was in although i went to an animation course they also literally had a degree which was drawing you could literally get a degree in drawing and that was much more where they would sit you down with professors and teach you what they would do but you go in there with that expectation that you're learning from these other people yeah Yeah, hmm. I I never really knew if it was like the correct decision for me because if you know what type of art you want to do, you can definitely and you should teach yourself and just do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, because the thing, one of the biggest things about art is being able to find your own style. And mm. I feel that um, though school sometimes has some very helpful uh, tips. I feel like finding your own style is kind of a journey that you have to go on. Like school mm -hmm. can help you f a little bit, you know, kind of like help guide you down some specific roads, help you learn some different uh, very helpful tips and tricks and stuff for drawing. But I, I feel like- I think school's more like for the structure. Yeah. So it's yeah, about yeah. structuring your artwork. And it's and also very it. good for uh, helping with uh, anatomy yeah yeah it teaches you how to learn i guess mm -hmm. yeah like, yeah i think that's the biggest thing because uh i don't know that my college particularly taught me any of the useful art skills i use today like mm -hmm. live 2d rigging i taught myself but it's possible that the way that they taught me was i suppose the best way to teach me how to teach myself which is not really yes. to rely on a professor which is important because professors won't be there all the time so mm -hmm. yeah. maybe in that regard, they did an okay job. I, I think the, the, uh, comparison, the comparison I like to make is that um, when you're teaching yourself how to draw, the, uh, like when you're drawing anatomy from what you learn, you have this whole, like, whole mindset that you know, drawing cartoons, you don't need to be 
too close to anatomy, but even even cartoonism requires you to have a basic understanding oh, about yeah, where absolutely. limbs go and how, how mm. muscles connect to each other and all that jazz, because otherwise, I don't know, you end up with Amazing World of Gumball. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I feel like, I don't know if this is a completely valid comparison, but I feel like drawing is kind of like driving. Like, there is classes and stuff that you can take to help you learn how to drive, but then also at the same time, there's just that sort of thing where you just need to get behind the wheel and you just need to kind of get that experience and that practice in and you just need to kind of um you just kind of need to find your way a little bit but schooling can help you a little bit um though it also does cost you and money is a, I mean, a bit difficult um, if we are comparing it to driving like um what they try to do to you in school is like putting all the laws in front of you and like okay you are gonna drive on a busy street and you have to abide by the rules and this is what you have to do to get to one point and blah 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 but uh, they don't tell you that you can also just not mm -hmm. put yourself in the busy street you can drive around in like an empty field and do whatever what yeah. ma like what matters is lot. so <laughs> yeah, but like, so you know how to drive the car. Like, you need mm -hmm. the basics. You need that muscle memory that you don't need to think that, oh, I'm driving, how do I turn right? Yeah. Like, you will know how to do all that stuff if you learn the basics and then you can do whatever you want. You don't need to think about how do I drive? You just go and then you explore wherever you want yeah. to go. Yeah. So, I guess there are some like there are some equivalencies but then also at the same time uh when drawing uh if you make a mistake when drawing you can just kind of erase it and delete it or something uh in drawing uh in driving you could like die imagine how <laughs> awful it would be if you actually like drew a line that you didn't mean to in drawing and then you just like exploded into blood or something. <laughs> oh, that, that doesn't happen to you guys? <laughs> Man, I thought that was just a Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, no. And also, there I are, mean... like, laws of the road and stuff. Imagine if, like, you drew, like, a third boob on, and then you got arrested for it. <laughs> yes, please. That will be so funny. You know, it, uh, that on honestly, I, I wish there was somebody who, when I was young who could sit there and say, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this thing with your artwork? Mikai, no, bad, stop. <laughs> and then they put you in jail. This, this, this artist is on death row. Oh, why? They gave them big sonic feet. <gasps> How yeah. dare? If you give your character clown hair one more time. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you give your character... 12 titty. How dare you draw yellow hands? I can't hands. believe you say, you, you say that, but the, the, the bullshit I've had to draw for some people, I mean, I have no dignity or pride, uh, sorry, like self-respect for myself, <laughs> but after be, being an artist for long enough, you get used to the fact that people have some very interesting tastes in artwork. <laughs> I can imagine. After the first time I drew a triple dick-nippled centaur, I thought that was just going to be the one time, but nope. <laughs> oh my god. And all right, that became so. all you drew. <laughs> I, I was like, fuck, why did I bring this bitch on my show? <laughs> I, I have, uh... I have two more questions before, uh, we end this. Uh, the first one will just be a, a nice sort of quick one, and then the last one will be a nice kind of one that gives your last opinions. And then after that, I will ask you guys, you know, where we can reach you and let you kind of, like, promote yourself for a, a quick sec, and then uh, we will be ending it. Okay. <clears throat> Perry. Yes? How long have you been doing digital art? Well, uh, mm, ten years. Nice. No? Yeah. Gamma? Uh, forever. JK, Pro probably also like 10, maybe 12 years. Makari? Uh, I've been drawing, I suppose, technically for about 
17 years, but it's been more of a nice. profession and something I've been doing seriously for like the last six. Nice. All right, and then the last one, um, a very metaphysical sort of one, one that will make you question everything. Hopefully it doesn't spiral you into a, uh, a, um, thing. Words don't happen a lot. Anyway, <clears throat> Makari, what impact, yes. if any, do you think digital art has had on society slash the internet as a whole? Well, I think digital art is the defining thing that has helped uh, push general creativity and any form of branding, media, uh, creationism into a new kind of like era, as it were. Without digital media, you certainly wouldn't have uh, as diverse a range of um, media as you would do if you were just relying on tradition like you did back in the day. It's uh, expanded the horizons, as it were. And open up way more opportunities. You certainly wouldn't have uh, VTubers if it weren't for digital media. Mm. Absolutely. Gamma? Uh, for me, uh, I think what it did really, really importantly uh, is allow kind of everyone to participate. Because art supplies mm -hmm. have always been notoriously expensive. And nowadays you can get fairly inexpensive digital tablets. Here in Africa, we do have incentives that donate digital tablets to... Uh, obviously previously disadvantaged peoples and such and that's like a big thing because it means that there are a lot of people able to enter the digital space and able to make art that weren't able to do that before or at least had to work much much harder to be able to so for me it's the accessibility that digital art gives that makes it really really big and like really important that's the biggest impact I can see so yeah Nice. Good answer. Good answer. Hurry. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. Because if you think about it, everything you see was created by someone. Because mm -hmm. like it, it makes up the internet if you think about mm. it. But like artwork-wise, there's there's like lots of communities that have mm -hmm. opened up thanks to digital art and you can get so many stuff that I wouldn't even I bet there's stuff we don't even know about going on and oh, gotcha. I am sometimes like dumbfounded like how is this a thing like people are making a living off of this and yeah. I don't even know that it exists and it's all I mean, thanks to it's thanks to the fact that there's like accessible accessibility. <laughs> there, I said yeah. it. <laughs> like people are able to connect with each other through mm -hmm. the internet. And and that's the scary Absolutely. thing mostly as well is how how much of a recent thing that is. Like you you even look back like 10, 12, 15 years. Like digital digital art has come into such a popular into such popularity over the last few years alone. Yeah. And it mostly, like, all of the entertainment that you see, if it's animation or, like, it's all art, it, it wouldn't exist without digital art. I mean, there, it would because there's lots of stuff that was done on paper before, but now it's starting to, like, it's made easier now. You can make more in less time. Sadly... Mm it's not necessarily a good thing for animators and people who work because they are pushed to, hey, you, you should be able to do this faster because it's so easy now. You don't need to draw all this the on paper. Crunch. And mm -hmm. hopefully people will realize that without the, the artists who work, you wouldn't be able to mm -hmm. see all that stuff and you wouldn't be able to consume all that stuff you like because mm -hmm. it's, it's not this just... This is why we need unions. <laughs> Digital art union, let's go. I mean, not, not even joke. I mean, um, my my partner works with the BBC as an animator, and she got taken advantage of so much when she was working with them. Yeah. And because they had no union, they had no leg to stand on when they were trying to get rights to actually get paid properly. Oh yeah, I know I think exactly it's mostly... how that feels firsthand. Because I was working for a company that exploited me, and I quit so I could do freelancing commissions in animation. Animation needs unions so badly; it's not mm -hmm. even crazy. 
mean, Christ, look at look at uh, Blizzard or anything like that. Yeah. People getting paid literally literal Blizz bucks to because the, they, they can, because they can. Yeah. I don't understand. I think it's people who don't realize that it doesn't matter that you're sitting at a computer. You are still working. It's your time really. that you are putting Ooh. into that thing, and that's why it's not so, free. It's like fun, fun fact. The the way they get around it is they they know what they're doing. They they literally rather than designating animators as actual animators, they say, "Oh no, you're not animators. You're technical practitioners." Ugh. And and just by that alone, you know that they they don't. That if they don't have to pay you as much as they should, they're not going to, because there's no there's no yeah. union behind it. <gasps> such a shit it's it's shit because it puts off so many more animators actually getting into the industry and actually wanting to do the work yeah anyway do me side <laughs> all right well unfortunately we have reached the end of this episode um now i'm going to allow you guys to be able to quickly promote yourself and tell us where we can find you starting with gamma Ah, um, I don't know how to promote myself. Hi, uh, I'm I'm Gamagachi, and I'm that on Twitter and on Twitch and on TikTok, and I am active on all of those platforms, and that's it. All right, very good, Frog. <laughs> Absolutely, check her out if you get a chance. Her art style, very very nice. Makari. Hi, I'm Makari. I do TikTok, YouTube, I do art, I do Twitch. I've been doing a, a debut marathon for 433 hours and I've oh. still got 422 to go. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. My life. <laughs> um, but That's yeah, you can you can find me on Twitch. I do all sorts of stuff. I balance I do, I do a balance of different stuff ranging from the art to the Twitch to the TikTok and YouTube stuff. So, yeah, Google Google Makari and Look on Twitch or any other those other social media websites, and you'll find me somewhere. <laughs> a lot of very nice content. Also, very awesome art. Uh, yes, I can't say it on the stream. Anyway, <clears throat> hurry, <laughs> hurry. Uh, where can people find you? Well, I am still new in this, so most of the stuff that I'm trying to do is still not clear in my head but i have a twitter and a twitch that i'm actively using at least i try to um at pururi vt with two eyes mm -hmm. <laughs> and um i'm trying to like use my tiktok as well the same name and i do commissions you can find me i, I don't even know how to introduce myself i'm a weasel <laughs> A lovely cute weasel wife. Yes. That's mostly it. Because right. I... Well, I've had a lot of fun. It's always nice talking with you guys. Uh, there will be times when I absolutely have you guys on again. Um, oh, nice. I do like to do lots of various different... Um, I, I what already about have... you, Lyra? Promote yourself to the people out there. Who are you and where can they find you? Fine, yeah. I guess I'll promote myself. Alright, um, I am Lyra Zero. I am the lovely AI uh, Foxo Idol. I'm on um, Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and TikTok. And also, with this podcast, we are now on uh, Spotify. We're on Audible, we're on RSS, and we're on SoundCloud. Uh, I guess I'm almost everywhere now. Anyway, um... You're also sexy. Yeah! Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's very sweet. Alright, yes, I have a lot more uh, episodes planned. Um, I'm already planning for uh, next week's episodes. Um, it's going to be... Uh, the first one is going to be uh, 3D modeling. Oh. I am gathering some guests for that. And uh, I think next Thursday is going to be uh, the topic of angels. And I have a couple angel VTuber friends that are going to be coming on. I've just been getting bored and coming up with various different topics that I'll do for each episode. Anyway, just, I'm definitely just going say, to say uh, yeah? this this model has an alternative angel side, which I'm developing, which was technically oh. based on a cat. Uh, I mean, this. Oh. 
Sorry, Karen. Just saying. <laughs> Angels. Angels are cool. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be inviting you guys back uh, for different topics. Obviously, there is going to be a day where I am doing an episode of Demons and Makari. You can come back for that. Um, Puggers. You know, there are going to be various different ones, like uh, <laughs> inviting Perry back for like goth girls. <laughs> Oh. And uh, inviting Gemma back for uh, frogs because frogs are a fun topic, and yes. I have a lot of frogs. friends that are frogs. frogs. And yes. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, stopping by and joining me in this lovely episode. Nah, thank you for yeah, having thank us. Thank you for having us. Uh, for the thank listeners you. out there, whether you're listening to the day this is uh, put up or listening in the future, I thank you so much for listening to this. I. Uh, should hopefully, maybe in a month or so, be redebuting. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to rush my model moms or anything. I don't want to rush them. So, gonna keep. I'm gonna keep doing this podcast just forever. This is this is some content that I'm putting out from now on as well. When I start streaming again, I'm gonna have streams and also TikToks. I don't really do YouTube because. Doing all of that editing and stuff makes me very... Ooh, it stresses me out and I don't have enough time for it. Oh. And honestly, being a VTuber or content creator in general, you have to find some kind of content that makes you stand out from everyone else. And podcasts like this are exactly that. So Aw, thank you. Yeah. Well, I've had a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And listeners, Bye. I hope you have a lovely day. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.